Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome back to Venice Talks, episode number 42. Hi everybody and welcome back to Venice Talks. Today we're gonna be talking about charity, Venice and women and we're going to do this with the people from Women for Freedom and in the name of Sara Memo who is the project manager and Elena Ferrarese who is the communication manager of the organization and also the director of the um, series of events that is called Women for Freedom in Jazz. Why do I do this? Because I do this in Venice. But first of all, hi girls, how are you? Hi, thank you. <laughs> Fine, both thank you. Yeah, both of you, yes. Okay. Hi Monica, nice to meet you. Okay, ciao Sara. Okay, so let's start with Sara since she's a project manager. Okay, let me, uh, let's explain to the people what is Women for Freedom? Well, Monica, Women for Freedom is a charity, as you correctly introduced it, is an independent humanitarian organization, which is not based in Venice, but close to Venice. It, mm-hmm. it is precisely in Bassano del Grappa. Which is a beautiful, beautiful city that everybody should go and visit. I agree with yes. you. It's a very fascinating city and it is uh, located 70 kilometers from, from Venice. So, so a, day, a day trip can easily be organized. Absolutely, yes. By train, direct train from Venice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, this is an organization that uh, um, it is focused its mission on, on women and children. And specifically, it, it is focusing its operation on, on the several thematic dimensions, namely the support to the schooling of marginalized girls that are fighting um, to release themselves from uh, very bad phenomena such as human trafficking and uh, mm-hmm. marriage and inclusion. Then we are working very much in the self-generation of uh, income uh, uh, for, for women through, through microcredit, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also working in other areas um, that are associated with hygiene and healthcare, and also to the social and professional integration of women. So basically, to say it very, very uh, shortly, what we are doing is providing women and children uh, with uh, weapons in order to reach their independence. Mm-hmm either to uh, education or economic uh, instruments. When was the association born and how was it born? Why was it born? Well, the association was born in uh, uh, nine years ago. So we are almost approaching our 10th anniversary next Ooh, year. Oh, nice. Okay, uh, so I can already see for next year big events. 
Absolutely. Yes. We, we cannot spoiler them, but we're preparing very big events. Also and um, it was born uh, out of a dream of four friends mm -hmm. uh, who had in common this idea that uh, women that are in most parts of the world are very vulnerable uh, human beings shall be uh, provided with full social, economic, and political independence in order to, to release themselves. Mm -hmm. And all these friends came from a common experience of volunteering all over the world. So they have this, uh, this common experience. And out of that, they actually um, created this organization with a inner know-how. So it was not just volunteering per se, mm -hmm. but they also the skill in order to manage that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's something big. You're not just saying, oh, well, let's just raise a little bit of money. It is something very structured what you do. Well, it's not that big if we compare our experience, of course, with the, I don't know, US charities. Oh, okay. Yes, well, you're still quite big. But I I'm proud to say that in the Italian panorama, we are among the 5% of the biggest organization. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So you are big. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we are out of this startup, let's say, phase. And now we are into the very professional one. So I'm part of the staff. Elena is part of the staff. We have other resources. And it's our job. We are not mm -hmm. one. Yes. Yeah. How, how many people, more or less, all together work in the organization? Well, there are two dimensions of people. People as employees, so work, uh -huh. we are a staff of four people. That's okay. why we are not big. But if we are also counting all the people that are working as volunteers, and I can assure you they are working weekly, lots of hours, then we have 60 more people. Not oh, 60. wow. That's big. more people. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a, really a lot. That's good. I like that. Um, and um, where do you actually operate? I mean, I, I had a look at your website. That, by the way, is beautiful. Uh, I really like it. It's very clean and very easy. Uh, Thank you. I didn't notice if it was in English as well. I, I was going through the Italian version, so I don't know if you did it in English as well. I don't know. Uh, but if you do, good. If you don't, it's about time you do. Uh, <laughs> where, where, which countries do you actually operate in? Yeah, well, just to answer your very first question, that the website is not uh, released in the English version yet. We are working in a new version, so I, I think the next weeks uh, there will be the new the new version included at the one in English. Oh, so good. All listening good. to us, unfortunately, uh, right now are just approaching the Italian version, but mm -hmm. we are open to, to give any kind of information to anyone who's interested. Uh, there are all our contacts in the website. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, regarding the countries we are operating on, uh, we are currently working, well, in Italy, of course, mm -hmm. uh, then Nepal, India, Cameroon, Togo, Bolivia, and Romania. So seven countries for the oh, time. Wow. But uh, what we are doing is actually trying to turn effective and successful projects into programs so uh, instead of um, dispersing, let's say, our, res our resources and energies all, all over the world, we are trying to do something structural and something that produces impact. So right now we have been implementing over 100 projects 
and supporting over 30,000 beneficiaries. Wow, that is a lot. Well, it depends. I'm always, you know, looking around and see how many problems do we have and how... Yeah, but it's a lot. It's big numbers. I mean... Come on. I mean, I know you're saying you do, you cannot compare yourself maybe to some really, really, really big charities, but for being, let's say, a uh, an Italian-based, uh, you're doing good. I mean, it sounds can, very good. We can do better, by the way. Oh, well, you can know everybody. Everybody can always do better. So... Um, so I can I wanted to explain why uh, to my listeners why I mean I decided to interview you because you've created uh, well Elena and then she obviously brought it into the uh, now permanently <laughs> with your organization uh, back uh, what was it uh, se- uh, how many years ago Elena did you create a win- a women for freedom jazz seven years ago okay so seven years ago Elena brought this to Venice and we're gonna speak to her about now why Venice and where well um, I lived in Venice uh, for 15 uh, years and seven years ago uh, Paola Cori owner of um, Hotel Carton on the Grand Mm -hmm. Canal Venice in front of the um, train station Mm -hmm need to organize a jazz festival on uh, uh, the amazing terrace of her hotel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, She knew my love for jazz music and my little music past, (laughs) musical past. I was a singer and um, amateur musician. I didn't know this, Elena. Oh, what I'm discovering now. Then you're going to have to do some singing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. We reserve reserve it to another episode. (laughs) So I didn't know this. Okay. So, and then you spoke to her and? Uh, Yes. In in the meanwhile, I had met uh, Davide Parise, co-founder of Women for Freedom Association, and I had appreciated, appreciated a lot the association's way of working. And uh, it was natural to me uh, put, uh, to put the, the two things together. Mm-hmm. I like the, the, the idea that the best Italian singer, jazz singers would seem to help women living in state of emergency in the world. Mm-hmm. Paola Cori immediately f- f- fell in love with my project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this year we are already at the seventh edition. <laughs> okay, so I really like, uh, I mean, I like the idea that you came up uh, and uh, I don't know how many years now I've been coming to at least one of the concerts. I think at least four or five must be um what i want to know though is what what i liked first is one you mainly and only and correct me if i'm wrong only have women singers am i right um yes the 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 voice but uh, we uh, but there are a lot of uh, talentous musicians oh yeah but the singers usually the singers are usually are women okay yes yes. and i really like that and i like them because they come from all all over and they go all i mean they're all just singers but they all go their own different styles different uh swings moods and whatever uh, and talking about not having switched off uh, the uh, thing <laughs> sorry just one second because i didn't switch off uh, my um whatsapp okay so i was saying um 
And another thing that I liked is the fact that you do it all throughout the summer. Um, how often do you actually do it? Ah, yes. Um, every um, every Thursdays, Thursday, uh, mm -hmm. at, uh, in the in the evening, night evening. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, since uh, uh, since uh, June. To from June from June to September, yes. Yes. The okay. next, the, the last was uh, the um, at the seventh of September. We yes. said Boschiero. Okay. And uh, usually with the evening people come, they sit down, they have enjoy a beautiful meal at the Carlton that changes practically every time and it's very good. And then they just enjoy the music. And most of the, uh, I assume the money, well, most of the money goes into charity or is it just to bring awareness? How does it work? Uh, in the in when the uh, festival uh, finished, uh, usually uh, the um, hotel uh, um, just uh, yeah, yeah, give us a donation. Oh, okay, yes, okay. Uh, yeah. That is, uh, I have to say uh, because I'm very much thankful to to Paola Cori, yes. which uh, is much more than what is collected through. Uh, okay. So she's she's very very generous in that, and she's very much supportive. Yeah, but, but apart from the location, it is brilliant because you're on top of the Canal Grande, so you get to see a beautiful view. And I know because I've been the days when it actually rained. When it rains, you have a beautiful location downstairs anyway. So uh, the concert is pretty much always assured, right? Because <laughs> so we came, arrived, and we were totally drenched, and I couldn't wait to have a cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was about five years ago, something like that. Okay, uh, back to, I mean, unless you want to say something else, Elena, otherwise I'll go back to Sarah. Oh, can I can I just add a little thing about the festival? Absolutely, um, yeah, 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 of course. I, I would like to to say and to thank uh, publicly uh, Paola Cori uh, in all and the years the staff of the and hotel. all the staff, of course. And, <laughs> of and, 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 and can I add? I would like to uh, thank the maitre and the sommeliers there. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm very nice. Everybody, everybody, because we have the whole hotelery machine that is actually supporting us from the very first press conference until mm -hmm. that the last uh, the last night providing brochures and all the information about the organization and telling people on how they can help. So everybody is very much engaged with this mm -hmm. initiative. But I would like to, to say a couple of things. The first one is that in all the years, we have been collected very proudly, I admit, almost 30,000 euros. So wow. that say she, she's very, the, the Cardinal Tana is very much supportive and generous. And one of the things that I would like to highlight is that the, the philosophy underlying the festival is very much in line with our philosophy. Uh, when Elena was telling before that, Although singers are just women, but musicians and performers are also men, mm -hmm. uh, I would like to say that this organization is not a feminist organization as mm -hmm. the one from the 70s, mm -hmm. but has very strong male components. And so, for instance, uh, in our board of administrators, the majority is men which is a very peculiar thing vis-a-vis, -vis, you know, the other uh, mm -hmm. organizations uh, working in, in, in gender issues, because what 
and founders are also men because what the message that they would like to to promote is that um we need to undertake a cultural revolution so to say and men should be part of it because the inclusion of women is not just a a women affair but is a societal affair but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we engage in that and that's why also Elena decided to involve in the in the in the performer and in all this stuff you know preparing the set the festival lots of men and and, and boys and young men so mm-hmm. absolutely I mean uh, revolution starts uh, with education simple as that I mean if we yeah. don't if we don't teach our uh, boys our children to respect women forget it uh yeah yeah i i i'm the mother of two uh, i got two sons so totally 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 understand and it is true i mean it, we need to change uh, uh it's not a question of being feminist i totally agree with you it's a question of respect but it's different from feminism is a question That's of the point. You know, e- equality doesn't mean to have the same that uh, I go and do exactly the same it means I have the same rights but it's different uh, you know um, Sara can you talk some about some of the projects maybe the most recent or the one that you're most proud of or the most uh, interesting ones or whatever whichever you feel you well, want to talk about we have so many projects that it is very, actually very hard for me to pick. Mm-hmm. But I have to. So I would like to, 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 to talk about two projects that are very close to me mm-hmm. because I nurtured them and because the impact uh, of the projects uh, has been going much beyond what we expected. So I'm proud of them as part of, you know, uh, of the staff implementing the projects. So, so the mm-hmm. first one is a project that we are uh, having in Bolivia. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's the largest project that Women for Freedom has been implementing so far. And it is called Trampoline. Mm-hmm. Uh, trampoline in Spanish means sort of leverage, so to say in, in, in English. And it's a center that we are building from the very beginning, so from the foundation, the constructions through from 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 the construction to the to the content with the staff and everything is necessary in order to, uh, you know, support the center and and and, and develop it. Mm-hmm. And it is actually um, uh, meant to um, include young girls that are. Uh, part of the human trafficking. Bolivia mm. is one of the countries of the world which is uh, sadly one of the most affected in this phenomenon. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, uh, we have, there are many, many girls that are actually, uh, <laughs> this is sad, but this is uh, the, the reality that are mm-hmm. sold by their own families. So mm. can, can you imagine a mother that is selling his own daughter? I, mean, I, I, I can imagine how desperate they might be to do that well mm. yes and no i mean I'm, i don't oh, be- cynical but um the 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 yeah this is a culture is part of a culture of, of the well, i mean that that that's coming from very difficult backgrounds so. yeah that's what i'm saying so yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so the human life has basically no value your wow. commodity so to say as drug and whatever so they mm. are selling these girls in order for them to to raise a, an income either by prostitutions or also which is even even worse because you, of course you die out of it to sell organs 
Oh, wow. So, okay. so, so, so these girls, actually, we are doing a project with a local partner there um, in order to uh, release these girls from human trafficking and supporting them in a, in a process of reintegration. But the interesting thing is that what we are doing and learning there is something that we can also transfer to other countries affected by the very same phenomenon, such to say Nepal, for instance, because human trafficking as the very same patterns. So that is a project that was born in order to answer to a very urgent need. But while implementing it, we are uh, approaching the end of the second year of implementation and the project will end in June 2024, and 2024, pardon me. Uh, we are really uh, learn a methodology on how to involve from the bottom, from the very grassroots part of the society, everyone in order to be engaged to, you know, stop this project, this problem. Of course, we are doing it with very small numbers. Pollution mm-hmm. <laughs> started with very small things. Um, but this is a pilot project, and actually, we, we we can very we can really do something something big out of it. And indeed, uh, we are also uh, thinking about on how to open our our branch directly in the country. Mm-hmm. This is just to spoil you something that will happen in in the next future. That is the first project. The second project that I would like to to talk to you about that it has been very very successful and it is turning into a program because we are at the third edition, but it is something that we would like to do uh, continuously also mm-hmm. next in the next years is called Energia Donna in Italian, which is Energy Woman. Yeah, <laughs> women energy. Somehow it does. It does not sound as good as in Italian. Yeah, I no, no, don't tell me about it. It's the same. <laughs> but, but I did translate my book. That project was was born as the first project we did in Italy because Women for Freedom was born as an organization uh, working in cooperation, so in developing countries. Mm-hmm. And it was born during the lockdown. So in, in Italy, we experienced a very sad phenomenon during lockdown because uh, um, domestic violence explodes and we have the 70, 70% of calls to the violence center that was 70% more than the year before. So women that mm. were uh, standing in their own houses were yep. actually in jail, you know? No? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, it wasn't just Italy. It was pretty much everywhere in the world. But yeah, I know in Italy exactly. it was... So, so, so really the of our board uh, were very... Uh, how can I say upset about it mm-hmm. and they were actually thinking what we can do now and fast in order to to release these women and they say okay but anything we can do is totally ineffective without economic independence and mm-hmm. this is how the project started so what we are doing is organizing through our own expenses so I'm, I'm the one that is in charge of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. funding money in order to do that, to be very... You're the economist. <laughs> yeah. the a, lot of, a lot of things because the organization is small, so every one of us has a lot of roles, but this is part of the thrilling mm-hmm. aspect of our job. Um, we are doing internship in, in, in companies. So okay. finding companies and... Uh, so we are we are doing a sort of kick, you know, mm-hmm. 
women to 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 let them work directly most of the times are women that are not used any longer to work because they are in this spiral of violence so they're totally uh how can i say oh wow their self uh self-confidence is completely it's gone to yeah yeah they, they say okay i'm not able to do anything of yeah. course of course yeah 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 it's a it's a it's a path to destruction on your own <laughs> exactly so yeah, yeah. what we're doing is actually finding the right company which it means not only a place where they can do something they are able they are potentially able to do but something that they can reach yeah also, uh, how can I say, uh, they can work in, in times where they can do that. For instance, yeah. if you have children by the time they're at school, something like that. Very practical. Well, let, let's say companies that kind of are in sync with what, uh, you, you know, your idea of a, of a woman exactly. should be. Exactly. And so this is a, an experience that we are promoting in order for them to, you know, come into the real world and experience the reality themselves into into the, the labor market and the the very interesting thing that came out of this project is that first of all uh almost 70 percent of these women after this experience which normally lasts from four to six months mm -hmm. uh, were able to re-enter the labor market not necessarily in the company where they uh, okay did but they found somehow the self-confidence and yeah. uh, the, the, the strength in order to be able to you know do, do other job interviews yeah they found their skills they understood what exactly. the, so they understood that they were uh, the, the value of themselves exactly and then uh, the, the unexpected uh, impact that we have is that also companies were sensitive sensitive to the cause because companies were just you know focused on producing profit mm -hmm and totally out of this uh, social world, they were sensitized indirectly. So uh, mm -hmm. lots of companies participate into the project. So far we have implemented, we have been developing almost 50 traineeship. So cool, a that's a lot, okay. For, for our size, of course. They become supportive of women for freedom. Cool. So we did fundraising without, the, without doing fundraising. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great thing. One thing I wanted to ask you, Sarah, uh, that is not on the questions that I've asked you. <laughs> on the list I sent you, but it came up to me listening to what you were saying, yeah. talking about your fir the first project you were talking about with Bolivia and so on. Um, you obviously were talking. You're talking about uh, a serious issue, mm. uh, slave trafficking. Uh, I was worried. I was wondering how hard was as an organization, how dangerous it is for an organization like yours to get involved in something like this? Because we're talking about messing about with people making money. Uh, so um, how hard is it? Well, I mean, this is not hard. This is something that is borderline with losing your life. I mean, that's because... what I'm asking you. Yeah, that's, that's what and it, it, and it, that is a very that is a very smart question, and it, this is how actually uh, the most uh, the most urgent problem we are experiencing. So how how was it possible to do this project? Uh, it was possible through our partner. Indeed, we think a lot on how to implement it because basically what we are doing is going and taking out the the source of uh, income from you know criminal organizations. Of course, exactly, and then I'm pretty but sure uh, they corrupted the most of the uh, governments uh, as well. So 
it's like mm-hmm. going to a pusher and and uh, and, and stealing is, is drug. I mean, exactly. it's you know to be very very concrete. Yeah, did that because the organization that we are we are having as partner in Bolivia and that actually will support us in this dream of opening a, a local branch there is affiliated with Catholic Church. Okay. Uh, in a sort of, in a certain way, we are having sort of a diplomatic passport, so to mm-hmm. say, uh, we are we having the shield of protection. So mm-hmm. we do something because we know that we cannot be touched. Okay. Be very because very- yeah, because I, I, I as you were when you were saying those things, I was thinking, how do they manage to do that? Because you know, you you literally are dealing <clears throat> with a hardcore criminals. We're not talking about your pity criminals. You know, we're talking about big worldwide organization you know so also having this shield it's we need to be very very much careful so that's saying the project it's interesting because we are nurturing the grassroots participation so for Mm -hmm. instance um a bartender who sees something yeah in, in his normal life is not seeing anything and is not telling anything because he knows that he cannot of course alive out of his bar of course of course of course of course you know through small signals he found out that he can really change the life of these girls by i mean there are codes of communication and all this stuff but if everybody is doing a little step just a little one not bigger one mm-hmm. yeah, change can be made i have uh, one question <clears throat> for Elena and Sara, both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, have you actually, and if you haven't, maybe you should, have you have, uh, actually ever had a uh, a day in Venice, a meeting in Venice, a Vicarlton or any other location where you actually spent the time to es- explain all of this? When, uh, not just as in the press conference, but generally just to really, really tell people what you just told me. To, to sensitize about projects to you. Yes, yeah, so maybe, you know, like I love the uh, I love when Elena organizes the, uh, uh, you know, yeah. the, the events and the concept and stuff. But I mean, the music is fantastic. I love dinner. But I discovered so much today talking to you. <laughs> and maybe I'm asking, uh, maybe a little bit like this, maybe you could say more during the events to... Uh, not as much for the Italians, but maybe to the foreigners that are listening when they come into the concert. I don't know. Am I saying something wrong? No, 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 no. You're saying something right. And indeed, nowadays, uh, well, Elena was a volunteer first of Women yes. for Freedom and was the, the uh, arts director, music director. Sorry, Elena, I'm not sure <laughs> I'm telling your title correctly. Uh, and then from, from this year, she's part of the staff. So mm-hmm. we actually she since she has these two hats we were thinking on how to you know promote the festival but at the same time improving the the sensitization yeah the awareness create awareness and because so, uh, what, what you just told me now i was uh, i mean even by looking at the website i didn't get it it's so much more what you just said uh, you know, know? That. and indeed yeah. elena has this uh, very hard role in communicating better what we are doing and indeed she had prepared sort of uh, uh elevator speech mm-hmm. a very small very small uh speech that each artist 
uh, does before performing. So she, she's, she's giving from this edition of the festival information to the artists to present yes. Women for Freedom and also projects in order to, you know, improve also the message that we would like to um, broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's very important to, to create awareness because at the end of the day, that's all it is. I mean, and also with social medias nowadays. So, um, girls, how can people support you? Well, we are very, very open and also always in in a in quest of, of supporters uh, because the, the organization is growing very fast. So activities are just uh, blooming every day and we, we need help in order to implement them. So uh, we have two, there are basically two different ways in order to support us. The, the first one is dedicate some, some time. It can be also five minutes to, you know, to broadcast the message of Women for Freedom. It can be one hour a week, whatever. We can find space for everybody and everybody can also bring in the organization some ideas so, so we are also we are also and very open to you know include ideas and mm-hmm. and this is very very nice i think and the second the second way to support us is of course uh through through donations mm-hmm. but uh what i would like to tell that this is the new direction that we are uh, paving this year is that we are also doing something very interesting with with uh, companies mm-hmm. we are not looking for donation as the old philanthropic uh, mm-hmm. way you know just give us something mm-hmm. but what we are trying to do is finding out partners for development this is what we are doing and the the, the so more national the better uh, no, no. So this means that the companies themselves can support us in implementing projects. So oh, yeah, yeah. But I say the more international, so worldwide, the better. Yes, of course. But we are already working with organizations that are, you know, based also uh, outside of Italy and mm-hmm. especially with B Corp organizations. Okay. I know that this is a key word also, especially for US uh, listeners. Because what we can do and we are doing together is trying to reach together the so-called ESGs, so the development goals of United Nations for the Agenda 2030. Mm-hmm. Especially we are supporting companies in the process of reaching goal five, which is achieving gender equality, goal A, promote sustainability, and goal 10, reduce inequality. Okay. So we are supporting them in their uh, report of impact. There are different uh, definitions for that, but in the final report, they are doing every year because they are believing that they, they, they can do something that goes beyond the mere uh, profit, but they can impact also on the social dimension. And we are partnering with them. So they are actually supporting us and we are supporting them by doing concrete things. I'm, I mean, the relationship is not just financial per se, but yeah, we, it, it, you're not just taking, you're giving back as well. No, no, no. We are really cross-pollinating, so to yeah. say, each other and exchanging practices. So this is something that uh, I think will be the future, not only for us, but also for other organizations. Uh, mm-hmm. working Elena. Where yeah. can people find both uh, Women for Freedom and Women for Freedom in Jazz? 
excuse me the social medias where the so on social yes. on internet where can we find both of organization and a series of event also what is the last event uh, that you're gonna hold what time where and when um, as you said, in these years, the singers have brought uh, us uh, to the cartoon, not only jazz interesting project, but also some writing, African music, French music, uh, and now also Albanian in the next mm -hmm. So I want to invite you to come and listen, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find uh, all the information in the um, Facebook page of the festival, Women mm -hmm. In jazz, uh, and this is the the bigger channel you can find information on this festival uh, for now. Mm -hmm. And instead of for the uh, for the organization, the website is uh, www.pointorg. Womenforfreedom.org. Okay, uh, Elena, when's the next event? What date? Um, you can find uh, Albanian music uh, with uh, two um, amazing artists, uh, Ilaria Fantin and uh, uh, Hersi Matmuya from mm -hmm. Albania. Um, Hersi uh, represented uh, Albanian in the uh, Eurovision contest. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, while uh, Ilaria Fantin is a, um, a famous um, lutist, uh -huh. for, um, famous for uh, ancient music. Um, but uh, this project is very interesting because uh, um, unite uh, ancient music and uh, electronic and innovation music. Uh, but what date? Which date? Uh, next uh, uh, Thursday. That is what day? Uh, <laughs> 31 of September. 1st of September. Okay, 1st of September. At what time? Ah, no, prossimo il 31 dopo domani. Oh, 31st. Sorry, sorry. 31st of August. My agenda was in another month. Pardon me. <laughs> okay, and then uh, after the 31st, you go on the 7th, right? Or the 6th? Yes, there is Erika Boschiero, uh, a um, songwriter, um, not in Italia, but not, not also, not, not only. Mm -hmm. And very, very fashion, fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elena, at what time is usually the concert? Um, eight, half past eight p.m. Okay. And people need to book, so they need to go on the uh, uh, web, on the Facebook page, and there, there is all the uh, possibility to book and everything, right? Yes, uh, you can uh, 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 also call to the hotel. Um, Fantastic. Perfect. Girls, it was so interesting and uh, I can't wait to publish this uh, episode because uh, it was really, really interesting. And I hope you're going to do it even longer, not just uh, through the summer, but maybe also some winter edition of Women for Freedom, you know, winter, free, you know, Christmas edition or something like that. Well, it would be nice, wouldn't it? I mean, it's a beautiful, uh, you know, it's one of the best, I think, uh, uh, series of events that there is in Venice and uh, is also because there isn't much, much music music in Venice so that makes it even more special I think <laughs> thank you so much thank okay you so, much. so nice talking to you girls and speak to you soon ciao ciao okay. ciao thank, thank you bye-bye
Thank you again, Sara and Elena, for this lovely, lovely, lovely chat. You can find Women for Freedom as www.womenforfreedom.org. And if you want instead to take part in the events of jazz, uh, it is you can find them on Facebook as in Women for Freedom in Jazz. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at Cooking Venice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featured in the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.